I am very opinionated. Uh, hey, it's Joke Workshop. We're all here, and we all have opinions. There's funny people who are going to tell jokes and stuff. And then there's all these microphones around the room. Please use a microphone when you give comments. It's very important because it's a radio show. People are listening all over the everywhere. Woo! I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. Take notes, guys. Pay attention to each other. The show's as good as you want it to be. And girls, there's a, there's a girl here, too. Two of them. Three of them are on the list. Jesus Christ, are four of them on the list? Wow, this crazy day today. Uh, please remember at the Joke Workshop, if you're going to feed someone a shit sandwich, make the bread taste good. Nice little compliment sandwich there. But be honest and, and do give people your opinions. If you're up on stage and nobody's saying anything, it's your four minutes, so feel free to ask questions or be specific. Say, hey... When I said this that you weren't paying attention to, what did you think of that? And then say it again, maybe, and lead us in a direction. That would be nice. Um, thanks so much for donating. It really, really helps the station stay alive so um, that we can keep running great programs like this for everybody, the listening audience, and the people here participating in the Joke Workshop. Today is 4-1. It's April Fool's Day. And your first comedian of the night is no fool. He is a funny young man, and I look forward to seeing him every week. Put your hands together for Pete Ballmer. I'll fit it in there later. I'll fit it in there later. Hell yeah. All right, sweet. Uh, I'm a... Guys, I'm a very messy person. I'm a very messy guy. Uh, like something that sparks joy for me is eating a whole soup bowl of ice cream and then leaving it on the floor by the couch for three weeks and using it as an ashtray. Gets it done for me. Uh, and I live with three other messy dudes, so my apartment's just like a disaster at all points of time that you could come over. Like anytime a lady comes over to my apartment for the first time, she'll always say something to the effect of like, oh, well, it looks very lived in. Uh, do you guys always keep the dirty socks on the TV stand or is today like a special occasion? <laughs> The answer is yes uh, to both. Um, no, it's fine. Uh, and just to be clear, like one of my roommates is a female herself. Like I don't think that dude is a gender specific term. It's more of a state of mind, you know, like to be a dude is to just not sweat the small stuff in exchange for focusing on what's important to you. And like one time, so my roommate, Jean, she's very lovely. And one time she ate half a breakfast burrito and then left it on her bedside table for three months, which is gross. But uh, one time I walked in two months in the thing had already been there, a moldy pile of chorizo and sour cream. And I said to her, I was like, hey, Jean, that looks really fucking gnarly. You should throw that out. And the moment that she turned to me, looked at the breakfast burrito and then said, it's okay. And kept watching The Bachelor. It was the moment that she became a dude. So very proud of her. What's up, Vic? There we go. I'm fucking killing up here. You're missing out. Um, yeah. From outside. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I just think people need to like chill out about germs in general. Like we don't even know, you know, we, there, we don't, I, I, the only thing anybody really knows about germs is two things. One is that they're everywhere, right? No matter how much you clean, there's germs. And two is that if you eat too many germs, you get sick. We don't know how many too many is. We don't know what the fuck is going on there. And being sick, that's not even a big deal, right? It's 2019. If you get sick, you're not going to die. What's going to happen? You're just going to have to blow your nose a lot. That's fine. And then once you do that, you get to cancel all your plans, skip work and drink NyQuil. And those are my three favorite activities, you know? 
so I don't think it's a very big deal. Um, people are fucking weird about germs. Though. Some people are even like hypocritical about it. You know, like you'll feel like some people will say things like, "Oh, you know, religion's dumb, dude. I don't believe in God. What? Some imaginary force that determines everything that I do." And then that same person, you like drop a piece of popcorn around them, and they're like, "Don't touch that popcorn." It's been on the floor for more than five seconds, which means that it's been overtaken by invisible green glob monsters. And now if you eat it, they'll destroy your body from the inside. Yeah. Uh, do I have more on this fucking shit? I'm fucking crushing. Um, yeah, dude. And uh, like, wouldn't you want... Um, five second rule doesn't make sense, though, because like, I don't think that germs are always five seconds sprint away from the popcorn, whatever you drop, right? You don't know that germs are all the same speed running-wise. They could take a while. And there's probably some germs that you... If you're everywhere, you drop something, it's going to land on some germs. And they're going to be pretty mad, probably, that you hit them with whatever food you dropped on them. Those are the ones that are going to want to cling to that food the hardest and then give you disease. All right, cool. I'm getting a lot of laughs. Um, let's see. Do anything else? Oh, uh, one time... One time, I like... Uh, this isn't, I just want to say this one time I, uh, I was, I was at a pizza restaurant and, um, I was waiting for the pizza and it was taking a really long time to get the pizza. And so then I looked around, there was like a table nearby. Nobody was there. There was a couple out leftover untouched pieces of pizza. I was like, ah, fuck it. I'll go get some pizza. So I went over, took a piece of pizza, went back, ate it. No problem. And then, uh, I was like, all right, that's pretty cool. And then it's still there. So I went over, grabbed one more slice of pizza. And as I was walking back to my table, um, the door opened and this woman walked in and goes, what are you doing? And I turned and saw an entire youth soccer team. <laughs> coming in from their award ceremony and just see me in my like sweatshirt and towel shorts eating their pizza like all right cool sweet thanks guys people are yay i didn't understand where you were at the end you're in a where are you that you're eating someone else's pizza don't worry about it that was just a, it's a story it's a it was a pizza restaurant um that's a thing i want to try out as a story but i don't know Oh, okay. We, yeah. Okay, sorry. I'll, I have things, but go ahead, Dan, and I'll up, go Pete? after you. Uh, I like the germ thing. I like the very beginning of the germ thing the most, where you're talking about you know two things about them, that they're everywhere, and that you get sick if you t eat too much of them. Yeah. I like the idea of like going down that rabbit hole. It's like, if you eat too much of them, then you have to take medication that's also covered in, like not this, obviously, but like just go down the rabbit hole of like how germs are everywhere, even when we're trying not to, when we're trying to get better. When we're not getting sick from all the germs, yeah. we're taking pills that are covered in germs. Yeah. I don't know. The fact also, that it's, it's like a fucking... If you don't have enough germs in your body, you'll get sick. Yeah. Because like, you don't have the, like, the gut bacteria or whatever. Yeah. It's the yeah. problem and the solution. Yeah. All right. There it's, we like, go. it's like alcohol. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> but alcohol cleans germs Alcohol's, off. Yeah, alcohol yeah. cleans germs off. Yeah. And you had a clean set, I noticed too. I, didn't, I just realized that you work clean. Always. Well, not always. Definitely not. But sometimes. You go. Sweet. Um, I think you're very funny. Cool. Do nice. you think you're Dan funny? Dan Shively. Uh, yeah. I can't tell. <laughs> <laughs> what? I can't tell. What? Like almost like halfway through your jokes, I could tell like you expected it not to do well. And there were a few like jokes where you started where I started laughing, but then yeah. by the end of it, I didn't. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's like you come in cold to a fucking five people. And I just want to say this shit out loud. I haven't said this out loud. So I'd imagine my stage presence is not the best it could be right no, now. No, I agree. I'm not saying I don't yeah. understand it. I'm saying you could have had me laughing more. Okay. Well, I, I'm, I will try to make you laugh more next time then. <laughs> um, the very, 
Uh, well, man, oh, what am I saying here? Uh, the beginning, you said it's the bowl of ice cream and the cigarette tray. The, I think the funniest thing about like a lot of like the messiness that people have in their lives is how they justify it to themselves. Oh yeah, you're you know right. What I mean, because like just hearing those like verbalizations, once you hear how ridiculous they are, like. Like, you're like, oh, because one's hot, one's cold, so it's fine. Like, they cancel each other out. Or yeah, something. that's a good like, note. Something dumb like that. Yeah, like, where it's like I thought about it, and I'm like, I need to, yeah. I, yeah. I think, though, that you, we know that you don't smoke, so I think a punchline could be, and I don't even smoke. Yeah, I do. You do? I don't smoke cigs, but I smoke Oh, weed. okay. You, well, you don't, you don't look like a cigarette <laughs> smoker. <laughs> then, um, <laughs> then say, like, you, you dump your bowls. In, I mean, you just don't look like a smoker to me. I didn't believe you were a smoker. And okay. so then my tag to that was, and I don't even smoke, turned into an ash tray because i thought that was funny I don't yeah know. you look really right. clean cut yeah you don't look like a smoker that's all yeah that's the problem with coming here is that like i can't talk about well never mind uh, keep going uh i yeah. like your how you talked about how being a uh, messy isn't a dude thing and being a dude's just a state of existence and you talked about your female housemate who's just as messy as any other guy and how she was just nonchalant did not care about moldy food just lying around and I thought that was kind of funny how, because in California, dude's already a gender-neutral term, and how you talked about just the idea of being a lazy, messy dude can apply to anyone. Sure, yeah. I thought that was something funny you could have played off of. Thank you. <laughs> I, yeah, I have something... Yeah, that was I have, the joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you liked it. I'm glad, I'm glad I, I have something yeah. helpful. You said, important to you. And then you didn't give me the list of things that are important to you. So I was like thinking you could say something like Panda Express or your favorite TV show. show. Because you go off straight into the thing about your roommate and then you say that she likes The yeah, Bachelor no, or whatever. that's a good point. But yeah. once you get to important to you or important to me, like, and then just quick list three things. Panda Express, drink a NyQuil during the day, uh, you know, or whatever. It'd, it'd, it'd even be good to do like a back and forth, like something that I don't really mind, like a small thing I don't care about, and then like an important thing, and like do back and forth in like yeah. a funny way like that. I think yeah, it'd be good. Be good. Yeah. Uh, and it's on that same topic, I think it might be fun to venture in like some something that a girl can get dude status for that only girls can do. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I can't think of anything specific off the top of my head. My first thing goes to like female sanitation. I yeah, yeah it's reusing, a, like she reusing left a napkins somewhere. Yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah. yeah and, you, and she's like, yeah, cool. And you're like, wow, what a dude. Yeah. Uh, That's like, funny. I've never Little seen dude dudeness like this before. Like, yeah. This yeah. dudeness has been elevated. That's a good one. Yeah, uh, like her cat's munching on her tampon or something, and she's like, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then you also said something about like other oh, socks on the. Thing is that a special occasion? You said yes, but what was the special occasion? Yeah, I don't know. something to make up funny. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Panda Express is say, having a sale. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it could be an opportunity for a callback if you have something from earlier, or yeah, yeah. just no. That's a good move. I should I should say what the special occasion is. That'd be funny. Yeah, yeah, because you have I think you you have a lot of and I know this is like newer stuff, but you have a lot of like opportunities where like you can be specific yeah yeah and you're not being very specific you're kind of being general that is true so start i think the more specific you get with uh, examples like this helps people relate to it because like oh shit i've done that yeah no, you that's know a good i've point. done I this do messy that. dumb thing or like oh uh, like we decided said earlier like i've justified the dumb shit i do this way like i don't flush the toilet because i said we're in a drought for the longest time <laughs> yeah that's like true. and now i think about it i'm like that's not that doesn't make sense yeah. But like you get people with something like that and they're like, oh, fuck, like that, that's how they relate. For sure. Yeah. I'd call back to those specific things like Panda Express and NyQuil. I'm talking about and things besides Panda Express. No, I know, <laughs> like, I know, I know, but I love the joke where you say Panda Express like 30 times. I, I think that's very funny. Yeah, and if right. you're in a long... Okay, never mind. We'll be done with you. Okay. okay Yay, Peter cool. Bomber. Bye. <laughs>
Yay! Yay! And then yay! All right. Your next comedian. He's a funny guy. He's really helpful and wonderful. He runs Watch and Learn every Saturday night here from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio. He's a saint for running an open mic. Put your hands together for Capital P. How's it going, everybody? My name is uh, Capital P. Not if you ask my mom. Um, that's her problem. I mean, she could, she can name me. She's my mom. It's her right. But she got to come up with something better than capital P. Like, I'm not going downgrade. And you can't tell me capital P ain't cool. I took it from black people. I know it's cool. I mean, I didn't take it. I've never met a black person with the name capital. But I've never heard of a white person named after money before black people were doing it. They just named the money after white people. Like, I've never heard of a, of a Count LaCash. I've never heard of a... That's something. How y'all feel about that New Zealand shooting? <laughs> Pro? Con? Anybody? No? <laughs> I was reading a, a New York Times article talking about how that was a shooting that spanned across generations. They just went into a mosque and started killing people of all ages. But I feel like that's, that's a good thing. Like, don't you want your murders to be as indiscriminate as possible? Like, think about that, that Vegas shooting. You hear about that Vegas shooting, he shoots a whole bunch of innocent people. Doesn't pick them, just shoots random people. You think that's a crazy motherfucker. But if somebody comes in and specifically shoots a bunch of Muslims, now that's a crazy motherfucker with some hate. Now he comes in and shoots a whole bunch of Muslims and they gotta be between 20 and 30? Now he's not only racist, he's also ageist. I feel like that's worse. I feel like that's more upsetting to my San Francisco mannerisms. No? All right. I'm thinking about getting circumcised. My dick just ain't as fresh as it used to be, man. I didn't know about lotion for like the first three years I was masturbating, so now it's kind of, it's falling apart. It's like darker than the rest of me, like, I just figure if I, if I go and I get it circumcised, it's like a snake shedding its skin. It's gonna look fresh and new again, you know? I just, I don't know how they would like wrap it up after. Do they give you like a cast? Like, am I just gonna have a real hard dick for like six to eight weeks? No, I, I appreciate you. You don't know. I, I like that you're telling me that. Um, got anything else? No, that's going to be my time. That's all I have to try out. Capital Bill Grow, yay! I love circumcision jokes. Just me. Uh, go ahead. I, I enjoyed that joke very much. I, I put a smiley face next to it. So I think what you're getting at is you want to exfoliate your penis and there's like science behind that they do like peels and things and there's even these like when pe when like manic peels, like yeah. high-end manicures there's these fish or pedicures there's oh these fish God, that so like funny. eat the dead flesh off your foot oh the so fishy like, feet the fishy feet the fishy i like that because then not only am i getting your clean, dick in there the blowjob 
You can stick your dick in there. That is so funny. The little fishies. <laughs> That's so funny. Maybe I should take that back and use it myself sometime. Well, just for circumcision. Just okay, yeah, that, that's what. I, like that. I could say, like, I, I heard about the exfoliating thing. I tried it, but it just wasn't enough. Like, <laughs> go into, like, what happened because of that. I like that. Fishy fish. But there's, like, a science and, like, there's products you could name. You could, like, reference. Like, you, uh, you could go to uh, one of those places and, like, you know, get information and use that in reference. Like I tried the, this lotion and I tried the, that technique and then, but that didn't, you know, yeah, I'm a Google dick exfoliator. See what happens. Just exfoliate. You add the dick. (laughs) Sub capital. Um, I really related to the whole, you only discovered lotion three years into beating (laughs) off. Uh, that was a moment for me as well. And I think, and I think you need to expound more on that because I remember when I first, started doing it with lotion. I've been doing it for like even longer, I think, than three years. And I was just like, holy shit, like this is one step closer to the pussy. Like this is like <laughs> something like that. That's maybe not the line, but I think you need to go down that path of how that moment where you discover lotion works for jerking off, not just hands. No, it's like, like the first time you stop smoking out of like a soda can and somebody gives you a bong. Like you finally, you hit the real, I like it. I see exact, Almost, not exactly the same thing, but, um, <laughs> but whatever, whatever helps you understand, yeah. I really liked where you went with that shooting joke because um, I just, I loved it the way you found an angle to punch at that because normally people bring it up, when people bring up shooting jokes, they're, little touchy people get a little quiet but you brought but the way you kind of frame that was in a beautiful way how it's like it's even more offensive because he's hitting this wide range of people on top of them being muslim whereas the text the vegas shooter he was just spraying (laughs) anyone Uh, and i I feel like that's worse yeah i know i love and i love the angle you approach that from you know because it caught us off guard. We didn't really see where you were going with it, but you like, in my opinion, you stuck the landing, and I was, and it was really funny. Yeah, it just I need to make it shorter and punchier so that I get your laughs, and then by the time you realize that what I'm saying is bullshit, I've already moved on. Um, yeah, but it was it was a great setup and a great premise, and I liked where you went with it. So thank you, I appreciate that. There was no shit in that sandwich. Uh, I just want to say you could. Uh, I think you could say that you ex- used exfol- exfoliation uh, so much that your dick started getting smaller. Maybe. Oh, that's good. That could be something you were worried about. Like, or something, yeah. That's good, actually. It t- it's that's taking smart. too much off. I'm going to find it. That's really smart. I'm going to find a way to work with that. I like okay, that. Okay, cool. <laughs> that's funny. That's, that is, that's yeah, good. Lowercase I, that just made my day. I'm so glad I'm here. I get a comment from everybody. Oh, shit. Yeah. Um, this is my personal opinion, but I think the shooting is too recent to joke about. Oh, no. Especially if you're that. with... If, the, well, if people in the I audience... I made it the day before it happened. If people in the audience are Muslims, you, I think you definitely run the risk of like, like making them feel really upset more than okay that's my personal opinion but i know that that's not your attention i know that muslims are not the butt of the joke here it's how long a have you been doing comedy not long but i can tell it's a subjective that's why i say it's my personal yeah i mean i made a holocaust joke but 
some a Jewish person. One Jewish person said it was funny, and one other person was like crying. So, but I made it. I made a girl once cry. I did. <laughs> I did an abortion joke. I do a lot, and I made a girl leave a bar crying because she was so offended at my abortion joke uh, for whatever reason. And her friend, she was just like, she was also very, very drunk. But I was, I was proud of that moment. I was like, I ran her from the bar with a joke. I love it. I did it. That's great. The way, so. the way I look at it is somebody who's going to get offended by something like that is going to, some comedian's going to say it and that person's eventually going to get offended and never watch comedy again. So I'd love to be the person that gets a sensitive ass person out of comedy. Like I don't want to have to deal with them again. Like, like when I used to work in a deli, if we had a customer who came up and talked to us like shit and gave us a lot of shit, get the fuck out. I don't even want your money. If you're gonna get offended at my terrorist jokes or whatever, like it's, that's my, all right. my. I get that. I guess my where I'm coming from is, which is sort of funny. Like you're saying that, like you know, it's better to just kill everyone not be in ages but then and then you might be sending this message that oh like it's okay to kill everyone which i know you're not but it could be interpreted that way i know you're not saying that obviously but i could say that 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 would be funny if i sold it right yeah but it's just me like you can totally ignore that it's fine no i mean it's just it's all about context too and the context that people put it in i'm gonna try and make you laugh Yeah. yeah well I had a, a fair point. I had a World War One joke. A crowd didn't take well, and I just doubled down. I was like, "Man, World War One joke too soon." I got some <laughs> Civil War stuff. You guys are gonna hate. And just, I don't know. I figured with that kind of a joke, if the people who are on board are gonna ride out the rest of the joke with you, but you're always gonna risk gaining and losing people with any joke and with any premise. It's just a matter of like how far you're willing to follow through to keep those people that are already on your side. You know. I agree. I'm going to shut up because I've taken a lot of time. It's a fair point to be warned about that, but you know you're doing that. Yeah, that's that's the point of the joke. My only problem with too soon is I try to do political stuff and like shit gets wiped off the headlines in like 24 hours. Yeah, yeah. So like too soon is like an impossible standard now because it's like over in a second. And with as far as shootings goes, there's going to be another one and another one. That's yeah, they're be exponentially growing. Shootings yeah. I already trying to, to get these jokes in. Yeah. You know. Yeah. 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 It's hard to make I turn the mic on. Somebody is always going to shoot a church or a mosque or something. I'm good. Oh, I'll keep eating. Yeah. Oh, here. All right, clap your hands together for Capitol Pilgrim. I'm sorry, I put in hole. I don't know why I put in hole. It was just sitting there, and I'm like, let's listen to hole in the fills. This will be great. Let's all cry into our shotguns. Your next comedian, uh, I'm so glad that he's he's back from a hiatus. He's a lovely human being, very funny, recently married, just a just a sweet man all around. Put your hands together for Dan Aguinaga. That's never the intro you want before a comedian goes on stage. He's the sweetest man on earth. Give it up for Dan Aguinag. He's going to try to make you laugh. Exactly. Um, So I want to talk about religion today. uh, I grew up Catholic, and one thing I could never wrap my head around with Catholicism was that they would always try to teach us in school that God forgives everyone, right? You hear that all the time. God forgives everyone. I don't know if that really makes sense. Like, everyone then why the hell? 
You ever ask yourself that? Like, if God forgives everyone, then why the hell? And I think it's because hell is for people that God has forgiven, but that still kind of rub him the wrong way. You know? Two people on their phones? Okay, cool. Uh... No, to see, it's, 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 it's funny to me because just because you're a good person doesn't mean he wants to spend the rest of eternity with you, right? Like, I get that. Like, he'll let you come up into heaven if you, like, took his name in vain, but if you were one of those people who would, like, clap when your flight landed, that's, fuck those people, straight to hell. I totally get that. Why are they clapping? Like, I, I get why, because they're, like, thankful that the plane landed safely, but by those standards, statistically, shouldn't they clap only when they arrive at their home, like after the Uber ride? Because like, I'm gonna trust a, a professional pilot to land a plane, but that Uber driver getting me home safe? I don't know, man. I don't know if that's a given. I would start clapping right when he's like, all right, give me five stars. I'm like, oh, you got me here. <laughs> Fuck those people. Uh, no, I could just see though, like the people at the pearly gates, like being surprised as shit that this is God's criteria. You know, like some really good person shows up to the front of the line. He's like, um, God, <laughs> hi. Uh, uh, remember all those times I volunteered at the soup kitchen? Was that, was that not enough for you? And God's just holding a clipboard like some Persian nightclub owner. He's like, yeah, no, I, I saw, but you're also wearing a fedora the whole time. So, <laughs> you know, kind of, kind of cancels each other out, I think. You could have been carrying cancer. And all I would have heard in my head was like, oh, uh, take me and my douchey little hat to hell, please. Uh, yeah, the craziest, uh, the biggest argument I have with the whole God forgives everyone thing is that would technically mean that all the worst people in history are in heaven, right? That means Hitler would be in heaven. And if you think about it, wouldn't that be the best punishment for Hitler if he was, if we put him in heaven, right? That's Hitler's fucking nightmare. Heaven is hell for Hitler. It is because everyone's just all that acceptance and love, unconditional love, like that would drive Hitler crazy. He'd be all grumpy walking around heaven. He'd be like, ah, oh, like, scheiße. You know, just like pissed off at everyone. And he would like stumble upon a cloud orgy where there's like blacks and Jews and other heavenese people just making love to each other. I called them heavenese, by the way. I didn't know if it was like heavenites or heavenons. I don't know. I, I, like, I like heavenese. So he just like stumbles upon this like just fucking just multicolored orgy, you know? It's just so beautiful, like everyone's coming. You know, Jesus is orchestrating everything, like guiding dicks into holes and just, Hitler, get, hit, Hitler gets a glimpse of like, you know, a rabbi jizzing on Aretha Franklin's tits and he's just like, God damn it, I can't take it anymore. Like begging God to be sent to hell. God, I'll do anything. I'll, I'll wear a fedora. I'll, I'll, I'll put a thumb ring on. I'll say on fleek. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll put one of those polo shirts on, you know, the one where the polo man is super, super large. I don't get it, but I'll do it. God's just like, you know I work in mysterious ways, right? But hey, if you start saying uh, amazeballs and get a man bun, we got something going, all right? All right, that's it for me. Thank you. Yay, Dan Aguinaga. Wow, I like the he heavenese. I think that's super funny, yeah. that little section. 
I'd mentioned clowns more than once. You only said clown orgy once. I'd mentioned the word clown more times. Oh, cloud orgy. It's in heaven. Oh, cl- a cloud orgy. Cloud. I thought you said clown. Orgy on a cloud. I was, I was, I was imagining like, and I was like, why doesn't he say that again with the clowns? And instead you went to multicolor. I'm like, okay, clowns of oh, multicolor. No, no, I mean, so I was sitting there going, creeds, yeah. oh, okay. I was thinking like every, I thought that too, but I thought they were all dressed like clowns. I was like, uh, yay, or either Franklin's like a clown. That's a weird heaven. Yeah. <laughs> I was having fun with that. Sorry, I was cloud. Okay, so enunciation. Cloud. Um, it's funny that the reason people go to hell are for such like small things. The hat is a fashion thing. Clapping on a plane is sort of like I don't know, just a douchey in general language. But then I was like, what do you have to do to get to heaven? Like it's because it seems I don't know. I was with you the whole way, though. I was definitely enjoying your set. I think you missed an opportunity with the two people on phones. You could have said, you're going to hell. Uh, that's good. <laughs> because there. Then, you then, are, by the way. Because then you went into all that, all the sort of tertiary things that right. make people go to hell. Yeah, that's good to know for like future crowd work if I do that. Yeah, have the phone and thing have in, that the in the back of chamber and be like, oh, like you're definitely going to hell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Other comments? Comments! Uh, I like that premise that God loves everybody but he doesn't want to hang with everybody like not everybody like there there, I'll add anybody on Facebook but I won't give everybody my phone number yeah that's a good comparison actually yeah like every every not every rectangle is a square (coughs) not every square gets into heaven like I was following with the Facebook one. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking back on that. that, that didn't no, but sense. that makes a lot but of sense, though. It's like, yeah, like I'll, I'll, I'll accept your friend request, but like we're not friends, or like, but we're, I don't want to hang out with you. Exactly. Yeah, yeah you no, can throw cool. a three in there after that. That's that's a real good premise. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, I like the bit about clapping when your plane has landed because mm-hmm. it's like. It's as if the pilot was putting on a performance or something, and right. I feel like it would be more appropriate to clap if, like, the pilot was like doing loop-de-loops and stuff, like, actually doing something cool in the sky. So I don't, I don't know. Maybe like try to find a reason why they would clap. Yeah, repurposing the the clapping yeah. is good. Yeah, or like, like that, the pilot could come out and like one just one time I want to see a pilot just come out and bow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that'd be good. Or like my peanuts weren't that bad this time. Right. Like they weren't as right. stale. Right. Why are you clapping? The peanuts weren't that good. Yeah, that could be funny. Is that it? No. Alex Woody just gave me some weed, and I am so high right now. Nice. Uh, I just want to say I thanks to, to say, you on air. I like your premises. They're really <laughs> interesting, and there's a lot of religion jokes. But I liked how you approached the Hitler would hate heaven and. God just being scrutinizing for very minor things. Yeah. And I thought that was very good stuff. And, you know, um, it didn't fall into the typical category of just religion jokes. Sure. Yeah. Thanks, man. All right. Thanks, guys. Yay. Everybody clap wildly for Dan Naganaga. Yay. We're still listening to the whole. I should change it for the next comedian. It's terrible. It's just getting so. We have, uh, we have our first lady of the night. I didn't mean it. I meant it like that, but I didn't mean it like that. You know. Uh, hey, she's here. Take notes. Um, listen. Keep being respectful and awesome like you guys have been all night. And clap your hands together right now for Suzanne Pauline. Thank you. Uh, I just want to point out that uh, Capital is looking like a macaroni. Like he fell out of a bowl of macaroni. <laughs> um, 
The, this might come as a surprise to you, but I just turned 22 last week. I know I look like him in high school. Uh, I get that a lot. But uh, uh, if, you would have a if you were to have asked me what I want to be when I'm older 10 years ago, I wouldn't have been sure. Uh, but now I know that when I'm older, I want to be in bed. And just a few hours older is still older, so I think I'll do that. When I'm older, I'll be in bed. I have time management on my job resume, and uh, that, it, I, I mean, I'm okay at time management, but in high school, I got voted in for the, uh, the yearbook favorites as most likely to be late to graduation. And I, I mean, that's, that's true. Like, I could bring, I could, like, grab my yearbook next time I'm at my parents and show you, but uh, I proved them wrong. I just didn't show up. I was born in Sacramento, and for the first five years of my life, my family and I, li we lived in poverty, so I actually, when I wore diapers, you know, I was a baby. I didn't wear them too long. I wore eco-friendly diapers, and if you don't know what that means, it, it's not uh, throwaways, like decompost, decompostable throwaways. They were cotton wear -em agains so that was fun for my mom. I don't really remember it. Uh, I guess because uh, cloth diapers be were trending in the late 1890s, and I was wearing them in the late 1990s, so you can call me old-fashioned. Uh, I looked Mexican when I was a newborn. I, I just, I'm not even Mexican, but I, I looked like it when I was born. And uh, growing up, my classmates would ask me if I was Asian. I'm neither uh, Mexican or Asian, uh, but as far as I knew, I was hairier than most white girls. And uh, yeah, <laughs> like check out these arms. You can probably see it from there. I didn't shave my arms uh, like other girls in school because I heard that the hair would grow back thicker. So I was like worried about that. I was like, I can't get rid of my built-in thermal layer. It might grow back as a polyester sweater. We don't need that. <laughs> um, my grandmother, she, she, she died a few, no, like more than, like I was in fifth, eighth grade, seventh grade. But anyways, uh, she would claim that she's at least 20% English and then would say that's why she likes white milk and her hot tea. But then later on, uh, my parents found a document that said that she was only 2% English and 87% racist. And uh, she would say, she would probably say that the 11%, the leftover 11% was stolen by the Mexican guys who installed her blinds. That's for sure. Uh, she actually survived breast cancer twice. Uh, yeah, it's pretty crazy. But that, then she developed a dementia and then forgot that breasts aren't only KFC menu options. Like, she just totally forgot what they were. And she actually once asked my mom, like, what they were. Like, she wasn't sure what was going on with my mom's chest. Uh, today I went to Pete's Coffee, and this woman comes in all, like, huffy-puffy and <laughs> sits down at the table I'm at, and she's like, is your coffee cup empty? Like, as if she's going to be like, I'll take care of it for you. But she wasn't, and I didn't want her to do that anyways. But then she's like, okay, because I'm going to set down my laptop, and if it knocks over, then, like everything else in my life, it, my laptop's going to be broken, and I just can't do that. And her, her laptop had a Band-Aid on it, 
So, I don't know, sorry I didn't say that right, but my time is almost up. But one more thing about that, uh, she was just, she kept talking to herself, and then she's like, if I were to give you any piece of advice, it would be don't do long distance. And I was like, did you run here or something? Cause like I was surprised she was even there cause I didn't see her crutches. She like pulled out this list of things that are broken in her life and she was like, my relationship, my academics, and she even like pointed at the straw in her McDonald's cup. That was broken too. Okay, um, I'm gonna get off the stage now. Thank you so much. <laughs> Suzanne, Pauline, you actually stay up there. This is Joke Workshop. Yeah. I like the, the go on a bed joke. The what? The go on a bed joke. Oh, the go on the be- going go to bed. bed. Yeah. It was simple. I liked it. Thanks. I didn't know that women shave their arms. Yeah, that, they do, and it gets all spiky when it grows back. Like, so we should like wax it or something. Why does it? Arms. Why do you? Why do you have to worry about the hair at all? I, I don't the, know. People would just be like, "Yeah, I have to shave my arms tonight." <laughs> like that's just one more thing to worry about. You know what? I think uh, this is God. This is God. Oh. Um, <laughs> I can relate to that because I when I met shaving my, your arms. Um, well, actually, I do shave the top part because I have the dumbest tattoos you've ever seen. But hair grows over. It. I don't want to get into detail. Okay. But my wife, when I met her, she had some hair on her forearms. I did what any male does. I start being in control of, and uh, made her shave her forearms. And it's great now. So, yeah. Uh, well, I'm I was, was going to say, Pam yeah. asked, why, like, why? Why do you need to shave? And it's really, I guess, um, women shave a lot of times out of concern for the male gaze. Oh. But you really have to be more worried about the male straights. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Warhol, fire. Anyone else have a comments. word? Comments? Um, you like I the macaroni it. one about your outfit? Oh, I, I do like that one. <laughs> I also, I like the joke. I don't know if I'd call it a joke. I want to hear more about how you look like a Mexican as a baby. Oh, I was like red and had really dark hair. Okay. For, and you were stealing everyone's shops. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, and then how you turned that to an Asian I can't into you into, into hairy arms like I want to hear connections like that, but you're usually actually, Asians like, aren't very good. hairy but like I wore long sleeves so little did they know what was underneath or what like were you shy I didn't talk much immigrants don't talk much uh, you know what I, mean? I mean I was shy in parts and then I would like be very very hyper and just be too much yeah yeah <laughs> Being hyper, just talk about yeah, how, how I was a hyper kid. <laughs> like back when I was a child. <laughs> when I was, I was never hyper on the stage. I disagree. Okay. Uh, I have one. Um, you, I think you can do a bit of an act out as well. Like when you can be like, oh, when someone asks me if I'm Mexican, I could be, you could like lift your long sleeve. Like, yeah, I'm not. Like check out oh, the fur. Or like Asian. Like, when people ask me if I'm... Because people still oh, sorry, ask me, Oh, sorry, they ask you if you're Asian. Not, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. usually it's like... Yeah, that's what I meant, Asian. Hairless. Mm-hmm. Like, Alaskans, too, I think, for yes. some reason. 
Which is weird because Alaskans should it's have. It's cold. Yeah, they yeah. should have another layer. Yeah. Okay. Okay, everybody clap wildly. Suzanne Pauline, yay! Yay! Our next comedian is going to tell us what's going on in the world, I hope, because I never know until he tells me on Mondays. Clap your hands together for Matthew Quirk. You gotta be more receptive to money there, Pam. You gotta open up your little your little hole there, yes. Gash, open that gash. Anyway, uh, so you guys, uh, anybody keeping up on the Mueller report or the bar explanation of the Mueller report? Jesus Christ, man, we wait all this time, spend all this money, and he calls it a draw. Dude, Bob, that's why we hate soccer. I'll wait. Uh, anyway, so it gave uh, Kellyanne Conway a chance to crawl out of her crypt and uh, step up to the microphone. And, uh, you know, I hear a name like uh, Shalandra Kwan or Dramondra Quay or something. I'm like, oh, that's a black name, right? And I hear a name like Kellyanne, like Kellyanne Conway. That's a meth name, right? <laughs> that's a meth name. She got the meth hair and the meth skin, and she talks like a meth head, that's for damn sure. But she is one crystal methamphetamine girl. Long walk, I know, but you came with me. Anyway, uh, apparently Trump is gonna cut off funding uh, as reported to all the uh, Mexican countries. Uh, but you guys know that was just a typo, right? They meant shithole countries. That's what they meant. Chitole countries for the... Chitole is the proper pronunciation. Uh, anyway, I'm pretty sure that all those... Uh, like He's cutting off funds because of all the caravans that are coming to our border from these countries. Uh, I'm pretty sure the reason the caravans are coming here is because there's no funds down there in the first place. I'm not sure the cutoff thing is going to work the way he plans. Anyway, too brainy. Got it. Uh, when I heard that, I was like, what is this, an April Fool's joke? But then I realized he made the call like a couple days ago. And then I realized Trump's got it all backwards, man. This whole presidency, it's been April Fool's every other fucking day. And he's only serious one day of the year it's the only i mean april fool bizarro dark mirror anyway uh anyway speaking of all the trouble in all the chitole countries down there guys uh word to the wise cocaine is about to get a lot more expensive okay stock up stock up if you're into that sort of thing yeah might maybe it's good save that for the comments man uh, anyway, Michael Jackson, anybody watch that special on his horrible life there? Anyway, I don't really, I don't think you guys realize how hard that this Michael Jackson scandal is hitting the roller disco community. <laughs> and, um, you know, it caused me to get in an argument with someone like you can't support his music anymore. Like if you support victims, you can't support his music. I'm like, okay, but leave us the Jackson five. Okay. Cause he was. <laughs> He was just a victim then. Jeez, uh, I was really supposed to take up all the possible time I had on the nose there. Oh, good. Uh, 
All right, so uh, Jesse Smollett, all charges dropped, right? It's kind of crazy, huh? It seemed to get out of the blue, all charges dropped. But uh, I think I have an explanation. Um, I think this is Chicago police. It's their first attempt at reparations. They're going to start just dropping charges in a big I'm sorry. Nobody? Okay. I went too far. Comments, please. Thank you. Matthew Quirk, everyone. Hooray, hooray, hooray. Hooray. And then yay. I enjoyed your set very much. Yeah. uh, The Chicago police are total shitheads. And you should go more into that. Like all the shit that they've gotten away with. The least they can do is like let someone (laughs) off for lying. Drop some charges. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're they're like assassins. Um, oh, maybe that's it. Like they, they lie so much, they're like, oh, we know how it is, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> they really understand him. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, it yeah commiseration. Yeah, I got it. That's cool. It's more like it. Yeah. Um, I I liked your whole shithole country should totally all of that's really funny. The April Fool's thing is funny too, but you can't really use it moving forward. Um, oh fuck, I had another note, but I don't remember it, so you can go. Right. Uh, I I liked your set. I liked you uh, speaking for four minutes without using the word millennial. I was pretty happy about that. Um, This isn't funny, but uh, the Mueller report paid for itself because of Manafort's shirts. They seized so much from Manafort that it paid paid for the investigation. Yeah, many times over. So that's all. It, It doesn't make your joke more or less anything, but... There it is. Um, I love the meth name. Fact checked. <laughs> the meth, the <laughs> Kellyanne Conway meth name. Like I loved all that. I was just wondering if you can give a quick quote from her that makes her sound like something ridiculous she said. A couple words, like a real quick sentence. And then another thing was with the Jackson 5. I enjoyed that also very much. But same thing. You could quote some yeah. Jackson 5 yeah. songs versus because he a b c easiest one two three and they used to molest me i'm a victim too in this point or whatever you you just kind of but you could do a couple little singies of like yeah. we'll, we'll let go some of like off the wall but you know leave us the jackson five yeah. i love that when he was still a victim okay go ahead that was a really funny joke you're gonna keep that because that's when he was a victim yeah um i would love to hear some of the arguments that are happening on the roller rink you know, cause like the, the it's the same as the rest of the world. Nothing special. It's just the idea that like you start, but you start hearing like there's all kinds of songs. Like you realize, oh shit, that's on a Michael Jackson track. Like even though it's you know yeah, too short doing it. Maybe or bring us there a little bit more visually yeah. to the roller rink because that's like such a cool old San Francisco thing, and yeah. it can be pretty funny too. Cool. Uh, about the roller rink thing, maybe bring up a song that would be played in a roller rink and like. When it comes up on the playlist, someone has to like run and go switch the song. Yeah, we do a whole thriller performance. I can do thriller. Yeah. And now I'm boycotting thriller because it's just I don't know how to feel. Yeah, but it's not the Jackson Five, right? He's uh, hey, he's dead. So whatever. I I really like the roller rink Michael Jackson joke. My dad's a was really into disco skating, so yeah. I find that hilarious. Um, I think you could even like cut to like what the the stress of being a roller rink DJ of like shit between R. Kelly and Michael there's yeah. like five songs left I can play like well that's well R. Kelly is not nearly as represented as 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 uh, Michael Jackson I know, but yeah but, but yeah like yeah, play yeah into that yeah. like pop I mean you're, yeah. you're losing the king on a regular dance floor R. Kelly's a lot more present yeah 
Yeah, I, trust me. Every every time I go back <laughs> home, I get I have to go to the roller rink with my dad and yeah. say we're related. But yeah. um, I really like that. And then the Kellyanne Conway meth jokes, just because perfect. Like if no one had seen her, that description of her would give someone the perfect idea. Yeah. But I I always look forward to your weekend updates. Oh, thank you. Weekday yeah. updates. Um. Are you naturally making your hair look messy, or was that not on purpose? Because it's working, guy. Uh, cool. Thanks. Yeah, that's, it's, it's looking that's good. That's for radio, guys. It's My hair good. looks great. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the listeners can feel it. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Uh, when you described Kellyanne Conway about being like a meth head, uh, I was literally thinking of someone on a muni bus, like just yelling, my name's Kellyanne Conway yeah. or something. So maybe you can find something outrageous. Alternative facts. That she says. Uh, like, uh, that's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Alternative fash. Yeah. Out, hashtag. Yeah. All right. Thank, or qu- capital, quick, quick, quick. Uh, your Kellyanne Conway joke, that's perfect. Oh, and thank also you. the he's still a victim tag. Perfect. <laughs> Love <laughs> that. That's amazing. I wish it was louder. That was perfect. Oh, thank you. All right. Yay, Matthew Quirk. <laughs> Woo! Yay, Matthew Quirk! All right. Your next comedian, forgive me if I butcher your last name. Clap your hands together, everyone, for Anne Chuaharachote. That was pretty close. Someone said Anne Tricuterie last night. So that's definitely an upgrade. And I don't even eat meat. I was a little offended. All right. <laughs> uh, my last name is Long because I'm Thai. And I think Thai people have long last names to make up for our shortcomings. Um, so I'm from Thailand. And anyone, parents here, divorced? No? No? Oh, okay. <laughs> my. Uh, well, my parents have been married for 30 years, but I wish they were divorced. I'm jealous of you guys. Um, so there are no Asians or Desis here. Sometimes I would get a nod as soon as I say Asian divorce. They know what I'm talking about. So Asian divorce is when you're so Asian that you can't get a divorce because you care way too much about not letting your parents down. Yeah, like divorce is up there in terms of like shaming your family. Uh, It's probably like second to like not getting to Harvard. And and my parents, um, if they had to pick between a life of celibacy over divorce, they would pick the former. And they did. They haven't had sex since my brother was born. And he just turned 24. Yeah, think about that. The last time they had sex was 1994, in the fall. That's when Pulp Fiction came out, okay? That movie is now a classic. The last time my parents had sex, if, it, if they ever taped it, it would be a classic by now. Um, yeah, so with Asian divorce, like, Real divorce, that stuff is for Americans and French people, people who care about things like affection and love. Like Our Asian parents have taught us how to survive without that shit, but we wouldn't last a day without their approval. You see Asian families, like big Asian families sticking together? They don't stick together for love. They stick together for this thing called codependence 
We need each other to validate each other's existence, guys. Um, what happens with Asian divorce is that you look su super married on the outside. You're like Jack and Rose on social media, but it's like the Cold War inside the house. My parents have this really interesting setup. Um, they live, get this, they live in two separate houses right next to each other with a bridge connecting the two. When my grandma visits, she has no idea that they're separated. She thinks that the other house is for her great-grandchildren, because that's how far ahead my family plans. <laughs> and I know what you're thinking. We're not crazy rich Asians. We're crazy Asians, but we're not crazy rich. My parents, you know, they, they just don't live here. They live all the way in Thailand where you can buy a house with what you pay for two Equinox memberships. Yeah, we'd be very poor if we were here. Um, and I just want them to get a divorce because I want them to be happy. I want them to get laid. And I want them to get laid with people who like sleeping with them. And how do I know that they don't like doing that together? Well, I actually asked my mom. And she said that she likes to play tennis better. <laughs> I was like, geez, mom, so you wouldn't tell me that you and dad are separate, but you tell me you like tennis balls better than his? OK. But then I thought, maybe she had a thing for my tennis instructor. But I haven't unpacked that with my therapist yet, so I'm just gonna hold that one off for now. Right, thank you. Everybody put your hands together for Anne. Yay, comments. Nice things to say and people too. Picking up microphones near you. Hey, so like right at the top I wrote down like how do you know that they're not having sex anymore? Um, mm. And you, you touched space at the end, but I'm sure there could be like a funny reason why you know that detail. Like why do you know the exact date? Yeah, well, I just know because, well, they, like, separate their bedrooms, like, a long time ago. Uh-huh. And I talked to my dad about it. Oh. Uh, that's okay. also, that's a funny but part. Yeah, mm -hmm. I need but to unpack that. maybe there is something there. Yeah. Um, like, they separated them in a way that they would have to sneak by your room to fuck? <laughs> like, yeah. You're not the Basically. teenager they are? Um, and then, like, Asian families sticking together t for codependence, and you said um, to validate each other. I think it should be, like, to validate each other's misery. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, that's you know, funny. You're talking about how you guys don't even love each other. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Thank you. I liked how you asked if anyone's parents were divorced and then, like, talked about how, oh, you're lucky and... Then you kind of, I feel like that's a really nice segue because you take a spin on divorce, which is usually seen as something heavy. Um, I don't know. I, I liked uh, the material, and it seemed like you had a lot of like cool avenues to play off of, especially since uh, I myself don't know a ton about Asian culture. So just explaining like, oh, they haven't had sex since the 90s. And I don't know. I really like the ideas and feel like play around with them a little more and just kind of your examples and stuff you could exaggerate, just go kind of big with your metaphors to explain it to morons like me who, you know, are, you already have intrigued, but like want to un try to understand the situation better. Yeah, thank you. I like the part about uh, the bridge separating their houses and you can um, maybe 
think about uh, like the bridge being another excuse not for one of them not to go over to the other house. Like if your dad like called her up like a booty call <laughs> and the bridge was just another excuse like but I have to walk across the bridge like it's cold outside just like all these excuses like that's or like funny. the bridge is the reminder that they'd rather jump off a bridge than fuck each other. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a really good. That's that's probably true. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's it. bridge over troubled water. Put your hands together, everybody, for Anne Shurachowski. Bye, Matthew Quirk. Bye, Matthew Quirk. See you later. Your next comedian. What a funny lady she is. She's part of the Hella Funny crew. You can see her all over the Bay Area. You can see her right now. Clap your hands, take notes, all that stuff for Allison Hooker. Oh, what's going on, you guys? Hey, so um, I can't fit my money in your hole, Pam. I can't decide if I want to have, um, thank you, if I want to have kids. I go really back and forth on this one. A friend of mine recently had a baby boy, and I was holding him, and I was doing this thing where I was like putting his face close to mine and pulling it away, and putting it close and pulling it away, and the baby was like cracking up. <laughs> I was like, shit, maybe I should have a baby. <laughs> it's like, easiest audience ever. Um, you motherfuckers are a lot harder to make laugh, you know? Uh, but she was observing this, and she goes, oh my God, he's flirting with you. He is such a ladies' man. And I was like, I don't know, I'm pretty sure he's a ladies' baby. Like, I, don't, I started getting worried about my friend. Like, what is this baby doing that you're misunderstanding as flirting? So that what guys are you dating? <laughs> she like waiting for the end of that St. Patty's bullshit when like the last bar closes, just a dude drooling all over his own face looking for a titty to fall asleep on. Like, is that what she thinks flirting is? Um, but I just, I think it's really weird we think we can talk about baby boys like that. He's flirting with you, he's such a ladies man. Like imagine that turned around. You know, like imagine if I had a baby girl and I handed her to you and you made her laugh. And I was like, oh my God, she wants your nuts. <laughs> She is such a slut. <laughs> it's that little Gerber tramp stamp really gives it away. Like, that would be weird for you, wouldn't it? I would be in jail. You would be in jail for just that happening, totally. Um, but I did, I don't, I don't know if I want to have a baby or not, but I did have to have an abortion once. And I feel like the subject is so fucking taboo, even though it happens all the time. And I really want to talk about it on stage, but I always, like, kind of pull away from it. Um, I'll just, I'll just go ahead and say uh, just one abortion, okay? <laughs> Not a regular, I don't have a punch card. Um, and you guys have to understand, this was, this was like last year. So I was 32 years old. What was I going to do? Have a baby? It's like I was just a baby myself, you know? Like I was just figuring out how to vote in local elections and get my own phone plan. Like I had just figured out that pulling out doesn't work. I couldn't be a parent. I was just a child myself. And you guys also have to understand, this dude that got me pregnant, um, he was like way younger than me. He like drank protein powder and pumped iron. Like his name in my phone was literally Young Muscles. Like that's how seriously we took each other. We were not, at that point he had never heard me say a consonant. Okay, just vowels. Uh, eh. uh, he was pretty bro -y. He was one of those dudes, um, I actually don't even know why I was having sex with me. It was one of those guys that kind of fucked like CrossFit. Just like, oh, just go, go. Doesn't matter what you rip. Um, I, I don't know, girls. Like, I, he, if you've ever had a guy 
he like would go down on me, so I didn't want to discourage it, but sometimes he would like get distracted and be in the wrong area. <laughs> you know, you don't want to discourage him, so you're just kind of like trying to scoot him over. <laughs> like you're sucking on my inner thigh here. Has that never happened to anyone else? Um, I feel like San Francisco has gotten really pretentious. I don't know how you guys feel. I saw a little miniature dog walk by me with a Fitbit around its neck. I did, and I was like, that's a little too much. Um, but it's gotten pretentious, and I, I mean, myself included, I can't drink coffee that's not gentrified anymore. I've gotten really picky about my coffee. Like, San Francisco's like elite clubs and trendy lines have made me so pretentious that when I'm abroad, I'll go to the US Embassy just to feel like elite, <laughs> just like, to be exclusive. Um, and it's kind of crazy because San Francisco's pretentiousness has come full circle. We don't even realize we pay $15 for juice because it's made out of actual fruit. You know, it's weird, right? Like other countries, it's just like fruit is the cheapest thing. Like it makes no fucking sense. I went out to dinner the other day to Southern comfort food. I paid $60 for deep fried chicken. I was like, this has just gotten ridiculous. We're so up our own asses in this town. Um, like bikers even in San Francisco. And I ride a bike. I'm just like not identified as a bicycle rider. You guys know these people I'm talking about? Think they're so fucking cool? I mean, because <laughs> the thing about riding a bike is it's like literally the example of something you can learn when you're really little. Never do for most of your life. Do it again. And you still, like, it's like riding a bike. That's the saying. But they think they're so cool in their clicky shoes. But you know what the worst are? The most pretentious people? Toddlers and strollers. Don't you think so? Do you ever look at them? They're just sitting there in their throne looking everyone up and down. No, that's just me. Doesn't matter. You guys have been great. Thank you so much. Elsa Nooker, yay! That was really awesome. Um, everything was hilarious, especially the say a consonant and the poodle Fitbit. I think that you can, the only thing I would say is there's got to be something funnier than she wants your nuts. Like, oh, she wants some D. Or, oh, she's DTF. Oh, okay. Or, I really like the second line, she's such a slut. But that first, it just, oh, she wants your nuts. So oh, she's such a slut. For some reason, I was like, oh, there's something better than nuts okay. there. That's all. But everything else was like, it was hilarious. That was great stuff, so. The uh, CrossFit fucking act out was great. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, keep going with that. I was even thinking about you could add to it, like, because I feel like those guys, like, are really into coffee. Like, okay. nitro coffee, or I don't know. Uh-huh. Nitro cold anyway. brew. Yeah, something like that. Something dorky. Anyways. You mean the biker guys? Or the uh, no, guys? the CrossFit guys. Okay. Because that kind of goes with fucking, too, again, amped up. Yeah. Or, like, the protein powder or whatever. Yeah, okay, yeah. cool. Anyways. a shot of ginger for 50 cents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, since the CrossFit guy's still a baby, you don't want to have a baby with him. That's a double baby. Um, and I was about to say, uh, I couldn't think of a way to write the tag, but I feel like a good way to wrap up the joke about your f uh, friend thinking the baby was flirting is that your friend is very maternal, which is why she wanted to have a baby. So since you, or like that's that's the way she loves. Like she, I don't know. see. I can't think of a way She's to write. She's very maternal. It. You mean in bed? Or something? What do you mean? Like with with everybody, like that's that's just who she is. So okay. since you just can't love the way she does, you don't think you can have a baby too. Oh, uh, okay, got it. Right. I thought maybe you could play peekaboo with the drunk guy, 
just to bring the baby <laughs> thing back in when you're like, oh, they're drooling and they want to land on peekaboo. Yeah. Like, <laughs> or whatever you're playing with the baby that was making him. Yeah. Something yeah. silly. When you said, uh, what if it was the other way around? Like, I had a daughter, oh, she's flirting. I thought you were going to say, like, what if it was the other way around? Like, you accuse an adult of flirting with a baby? Like, if someone was oh. making faces at, their, at a baby, like, stop flirting with my baby. Yeah. Um, and then also, Do you think I'm flirting with him? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I also, I also like the abortion punch card. Maybe you can add, like, get four and get your fifth one free. Mm-hmm. You know how punch cards work. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. You know what? I, I wrote something just thinking about this a couple of weeks ago. We give babies, like, you know, those cute looks and stuff, but we don't do it with, like, adults. Yeah. You don't see adults giving those, oh, you know, like, it is kind of like, when you talk to a baby, it is kind of like flirting. You're being, like, over-the-top nice. Yeah. Like, you have flirting, to though, be you're nice. You're kind of being a dick. <laughs> You're not you know supposed I mean? to be a dick to a baby. Yeah, That's true. You, can. you can't really be a dick so to a baby. So you're being super nice. And we won't do that to adults, only babies. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Anyways. We, we gotta, Maybe we could learn some flirting from the way we talk to babies. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much, Alison Hooker. Yay! Yay! We're here. moving right along here on the train. Um, uh, as our our two, two next people aren't here yet. Uh, so we're just going to keep on down the list and your next comedian, take out your notebooks and do all that stuff. It's Shane Kenny. Woo! I'm still playing a hole. I'm sorry, you guys. I should really change this. <laughs> What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Boys and Girls Club for at-risk comedians. Um, so I'm just going to get right into this. Um, I, when I was a kid, I've always been a smartass, got me into trouble. And my first week of high school, I scared my dad completely by accident into thinking I was gay. Like, he was away on a business trip. And according to my dad, he was a ladies' man in high school something he brings up once a week probably and so every day after school he would call me up like so shane how was how was school things going well there there are a lot of cute girls i'm like yeah classes are good um there's a lot of cute guys aside from that everything's been pretty normal um that was monday by wednesday same thing yeah everything's good um there were a lot of cute guys uh nothing really's changed and then by friday same shit. Uh, yeah, classes are great. There's a lot of cute guys. He cuts me off. Shannon! I'm like, holy shit. Um, yeah, no, there's a lot of cute girls. My dick's hard. Are you con- Are you fine, you homophobe? Like, like, my dad works in the film industry. 60% of the people he's around are gay at any given moment. And I thought, oh, my dad's liberal. He is on top of it. But apparently the thought of having a gay son in 2009 was a little bit of a stretch for him. I was just like, oh shit, there's, apparently there's a line. <laughs> it did not know that. Uh, what else? So I realized that every country has one animal that's sacred and one animal that isn't, at least one. Like in India, cows are God. In America, cows are dinner. Um, in America, dogs are your adorable friends. In China, dogs are dinner. 
There's about eight countries that still serve dog. And my whole thing is, I can't judge. You know, we, we eat a lot of animals. I don't care what you eat, just ethically source. Like, say you want to open up a restaurant that serves dog. Fine. But you have to locate yourself next to a dog shelter. Because dog shelters are already like doggy death row. This way, you get to serve dog. It's awesome for you. Um, and the shelters get to say, hey, we don't kill any animals. Because how the system works is the restaurant adopts the dogs. The dogs get a bath and a warm, loving home until the dinner rush. Um, and everything works out. Again, I don't care what you eat. Just ethically source. Um, so, moving on. Uh, someone talked about abortions earlier on a lighter note. Uh, my friends are punks, and I don't mean wear a Clash t-shirt and pre-torn jeans that they bought from Urban Outfitters. Like, the kind that fist fight white supremacists on the weekends. Every article of clothing's covered in patches. You've seen them in the hate. Um, and one of my buddies, Adam, got his girlfriend pregnant. And he showed up to my friend's house, dude, I, I don't know, I don't know what to do. We're, none of us are ready. We're living with our parents. And my buddy Brian spitballed a beautiful idea. He goes, how about this? How about you both go, you and your pregnant girlfriend both go to a punk show. Take her into the pit. After three songs of Catching Elbows, no more baby and no more problems. And uh, that's what you call a punk rock abortion. Um, so I'm, I have seconds to spare. I'm going to call it quits there. <laughs> Shane Kenny, yay! Comments about the death, the metal abortion. I feel like eating dogs and punching women in the stomach in San Francisco is going to be hard to win people over, so you should find a way to so really sweet. lighten it. Like, really stand on the opposite. Like, either you are being... I don't know. Like, it's funny, sustainably sourced meat, but it's hard for people to think about eating dogs. I, I, I mean, I'm not even the hardest dog lover. And I mean... It's edgy. It's fucking edgy. It's, it's edgy. really, really, really edgy. It. I'm just saying... It's really that, edgy that joke stuff. Has gotten, that joke got me hate first. mail many times. You gotta win I've been trying to first. refine it and trying to salvage the idea. Like, but yeah, that's... It, like... There's something there. I've just been like trying many different carnations of it, trying to see if it sticks. The punk uh, rock thing, maybe in the end, you guys all beat the dude up that suggested it. Like somehow we don't want to just think you think it's funny to beat a woman up because uh, it's essentially yeah. what that would be doing. Yeah. Um, so you can have the suggestion be there, but shit on the guy who suggested it maybe. Mm -hmm. Maybe that would be a way for you because it's a funny concept if we're not worried. Uh, yeah. Uh, I feel like maybe you should mention the dog shelters having a fitness program to beef them up. <laughs> and then they'll be more meaty. You know, if you want to do that. Um, as somebody who has gone to Gilman many times and been hit in the face quite a few, I like the punk rock abortion joke. Um... I do think it would be hard to sell. I think it's one of those jokes where you're going to have to accept that everybody who doesn't like you is going to walk out. <laughs> everybody who does like you... Jesus, Capital. Do you tell a funny joke about being on the side of the 
Yeah, and well, so. You don't Oh no, like in reality it's a horrifying idea. But when you're sitting around with your friends who are who are terrible people, it's like, hey, it's a funny idea to a horrible situation cuz yeah. two lives are ruined by that single child, but um you know. Yeah, again, just very or, or uh, maybe you're like another like way to not get out. pregnant is to cut your balls off. Like that would also <laughs> prevent pregnancy, you know? Like yeah. somewhere something where you're like shitting on the person who suggested it but mm. still get to tell the story because it is a funny concept yeah um you didn't say this here but i didn't get to say it when we did the show together last week i like that line that you open up with uh i know what you're thinking like something about magi- uh, magician it's my go-to yeah. opener of yeah what I, is yeah it? the it band again. didn't work out now he's telling jokes say it again. yeah 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 that one I like yeah, that. If, you, if you've ever seen me do stand-up, <laughs> you know that line by heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyways, good job on that. I had never heard it. I don't know. Thank you. Yeah, it yeah. was a fun show. I have one quick. Um, I was thinking when you said the dogs at adoption shelters are treated well and all that, I was thinking like, oh, yeah, we do like kosher. You can make dogs like kosher. <laughs> and I love dogs, but I wasn't like super touch, touchy, feeling touchy about it. But. Yeah, they weren't treated with antibiotics, so they died at the dog shelter. We're not killing them. No, no RBST in the making of this dog. Uh, Clap your hands wildly together in a slappy-like motion for Shane Kenny. Your next comedian. Uh, excited that he's here. Always a pleasure to see him. He smoked me out earlier with this crazy... I was like, where the fuck am I? I'm on a rocket ship. Uh, we're, let's all laugh at his jokes. Put your hands together for Alex Woody. Yay! Oh, taking me back. That sounded like 99, 98. That Woodstock revival. Oh, yeah, that weed was good, wasn't it, Pam? Jeez, I forgot who I was. I feel like I'm part of the wall up here, you know? You're very yellow. Am I colorblind or are you really wearing yellow? Fat guys can't pull off yellow. I look like a school bus. <laughs> like I got kids missing chromosomes coming up to me. It's not good. You know what I mean? Not good. You know, April Fool's, I guess, uh, happy holidays. I don't know if people say that, but, uh, you know, I feel like it's an excuse to uh, be an asshole. You know what I mean? Like, you can get away with it. Like, um, let's say, for example, if you're racist, or maybe uh, Thai. Are you Thai? Was it Thai? You could say, fuck the Chinese. April Fools. I like them. Orange chicken's great. Mixed fried rice. How do you think I got to this size, guy? You know what I mean? People that hate women. I want to cut your tits off, bitch. April Fools. I love ya. Our anniversary's coming up. Mwah. You know? But the pranks, you know, the pranks aren't good. The April Fool pranks. I pulled my first one, 1988. April Fools. April Fools, mom. I was supposed to be born. I came three weeks late. You know, after me pulling that joke, my mom, she pulled one on me. Every time I brought a girl over in my teens and 20s, she said that. 
Oh, he was three weeks late. Really ripped me a new one. Mom, I wanted her to suck my dick, not throw up on it. No? It was very frightening. You know what I mean? It frightened the girls away. You know? And I, I was working with handicaps. Weight. You know what I mean? You can see my tits up here. I'm not a butch. I'm a man. Really. I know. It's shocking. Look at this. I can get him pierced. You know what I mean? No? Unbelievable. Coffee, they call it a diuretic. More like a shit-eretic guy. Diarrhea, headaches, heart palpitations. This is legal? I didn't volunteer for an enema. You know what I mean? I barely got here. I almost had to put my wife's pad on. Just horrible. This coffee trend I'm not going with, guy. I literally felt like I was on cocaine. Thank, thanks, Pete's. Thanks, Pete's. You know what I mean? I said vente by accident, and the fucking brat was like, it's large. Like, Motherfucker, I'm high. I don't know where I'm at. Just give me a coffee. You know what I mean? Shit. I gotta get it right, a little prick. You know? As I get older, I feel like I can talk like that to the younger generation. It's great. I kind of get why my dad did it to me growing up. Oh, I love that. Um... My wife put me on a diet. Yeah, it wasn't that funny, though. I went from medium fat to slim fat. Now I feel like I'm dead fat. I feel like I got body dysmorphia, Crohn's disease. I was walking around like a pirate the other day. I don't even have a limp. If I did the 23andMe, I wouldn't be surprised if I had sickle cell. Really, it's horrible. I've been feeling bad. Really, diets are not. It's got dye in the word. You know what I mean? Horrible. I can't handle it. She makes me these shakes. Now I'm hanging out in the bathroom again. It's not good. Uh, end on a quick, disgusting note. Um, don't know if any of you guys uh, jerk off or sneeze. You know what I mean? That's how they call it in some countries, probably some tribes. If you do any sneezing out of your thing, not your nose, um... This may happen to you. I don't know if this has ever happened to you. Uh, sneezed, and then you go make yourself a sandwich, and you can't remember if you wash your hands or not, and you're looking across the table at your kid, and he's eating the sandwich, and that's when you want to put the gun in your head. Please forget my name. It's Alex Woody. Yay, Alex Woody, yay. I loved that last joke. That's really funny. You stay up there. It's comments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Forgot. He'd be like eating what made him. <laughs> yeah, it's the baby batter that made him. Wait, wait, was that a riddle? I mean, like, I don't know. There's a joke in there about your cum made that kid. Right, now he right, might be right. Eating oh, him. now he might be eating his brothers and sisters. Oh, it's cannibalism. Something's you know what I mean? Yeah. Something's fucked up. I always leave that joke for the end because it's the most fucked up one I got. Or, I, or I think it's very funny. Or like something about how that belongs to his mom. Like she's the one who gets to eat it or I don't know. She never eats it. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, I, I like that. Thanks. I loved all of your riffing at the top about the school bus. The school bus and the April Fool's, all that stuff. It's so funny. Okay. Uh, and I was bummed about your April Fool's show because you can only do it like once a year, or like maybe tomorrow, maybe this week, but that's it. But it's so, it was so funny and I was just laughing the whole way through it and I was like, oh... You can't use yeah, it very long. You did just break the news. I just realized that. I was like, damn, I was going to tour with that. 
<laughs> but I like I liked the coffee thing too. I thought just give me a coffee. I like I I just okay. enjoy you on stage. I think you're very funny. Great, thank you. Yeah. Uh, I really liked uh, the yellow hoodie. I look like a school bus. I thought that was uh, and the kids running, thinking your school bus was really funny. And yeah. I, I talked about how it's like you're starting to see why old people talked shit to younger people. Yeah. And then you can go into how it's like, I can't wait as my beard gets more gray and as my skin gets more wrinkly. That's and just, I get to, yeah. that's just a justification to talk more shit to people I don't know. Like, yeah. I mean, um, go in a rift on that. Yeah. Or, yeah. That was, and I, or how like every place calls it something different. Uh, yeah. Uh, I really liked your stuff and uh, I like how cartoonish you go with your metaphors. I encourage you to do more of that but okay yeah Great. thanks appreciate that maybe you start like justifying why it would be okay if your son ate your cum <laughs> because because like he's put way nastier shit in his mouth he's a baby he'll put anything in his mouth right right too far the way i said it was too much but i mean yeah you're not gonna say There's something it so that, i mean i guess i do have to take another take on it Right. Yeah, it's not. It can't. You can't end it as like I want to put a gun to my head. There's got to be something a funny twist there. You know. Okay. I don't know how that would fly at Tommy T's, but. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. You, you could justify it with like it's fine. He won't notice. I forgot the salt. Oh, okay. Uh, I've right. been eating pineapple. It's it's healthier. Right. It smells better. So what? What Great. kind of sandwich? I really hope my wife doesn't listen to the podcast. <laughs> Salami uh, relish on rye. That's our go-to right now. Yummy. Yeah. Beautiful. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I feel like if you said that, any kind of Italian meat. I feel like. Oh yeah, we're Italian. Yeah. Oh. Anything Italian. Italian meat. Uh, you can bring wieners. up. You you put come on toast for him too. <laughs> You guys are just like, sick. You guys are own. really, you guys don't have kids. Your vitamin <laughs> supplement for the day. I want you to grow big and strong like your father. It, it comes from me. <laughs> yeah, just, that's, I like it. I like where it's going. Like, I want more of me and you, my son. <laughs> right, okay. Like, Being you have one. too much of your mother in you. You need right. more of me. Right. Oh. <laughs> right. Everybody, really we got to hell, okay. hell, yeah, okay. It's like nothing bad's gonna happen to him. You're a faithful man. Just hope your wife is. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because you can't be giving him any STDs by him eating your cum. Right. But if she That's ate somebody's true. cum, it would get in your cum, and then he'd be sick. So you could make her into the bad guy. But I don't understand how shooting yourself. I mean, it's kind of funny. It's like, what are you really worried about when you lick cum as a woman? Oh, it's getting an STD. The shooting myself is because I'm actually disgusted by it. Okay. Yeah, but I don't know. I, I, I just don't. I mean, it's, just, it's, it's an easy mistake. These, you these, just, you just are, jacked off and forgot to wash your hands. Yeah, I mean, these stories come from real life. Don't be so worried. Well, you know yourself. what it is? I, maybe I need to add, I'm kind of a germaphobe. Yeah, add that. Maybe I need to add that. Then why are you even jerking out to begin with? I just, I, I just. <laughs> Best feeling in the world. No, I know. Of course it is. I'm just. Then it would be like you jerk off with gloves if you're a real okay. germaphobe. But That's it's, true. it's like you know maybe. Anyway, I just think it's kind of funny the idea of the real worry with 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 sperm for women is like the STD risk, right? So how do you forget yeah. if you wash your hands if you're a germaphobe? There's cum all over them. Or is it the same consistency as that gel that you're constantly cleaning your hands with so you mix it up? 
No, it's the combination of marijuana and I don't know. I guess it's yeah, and, and <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think the German felt thing will probably help you in this case because it's like people are like, what? That doesn't make sense. Okay. Yeah, yeah. lean hard into the weed like I did. Put your hands together for Alex Woody. Yay! <laughs> Pretty cool topic. You got everybody to talk for about it for five minutes. And thank you, thank you so much for the weed because I'm hungry right now. And we were just talking about babies eating come on sandwiches, and I'm still hungry. And it's because of that really good weed. So, thank you so much because I'm like starving right now. And I'm, and even through all of that, I'm like, nope, I'm still hungry. <laughs> through all the baby come. Hey, thank you guys for hanging in. We have a couple more comedians. Your next comedian, clap your hands together, everybody. It's Jason Mack. Thanks. Thanks for letting us on kind of last minute. Oh, man. I, uh, God, my teen life is crazy. I, I, I um, about six months ago online, I'd, I'd met, uh, I met this woman, this Brazilian girl, and she's from, from the East Bay, and she has, you know, she's going through divorce, two kids. Um, and we go out for, for drinks over in Sausalito on a kind of a beautiful summer day. And, and you know, I, I, first, I first saw her, and I was like, well, you know, she's attractive, and, and she's cool, and, but there was something edgy and different. I think it's the, the cultural thing, and I, and I was intrigued. We had a couple drinks, and we decided to take a little walk down to Tennessee Valley. There's this beautiful beach that's over in Marin. It's kind of a, a hidden beach and, you know, took a long kind of walk, a run. And, and we, um, we get down to the beach and there's a private kind of cove that we're hanging out at. And, and it's a beach that's, it, it's pristine, but it's also, there's a lot of undertow. You can't really swim there. If you swim there, you're, you're probably going to drown. And she immediately, as we're lying there, is like, I'm going swimming. And I, and I, and I wasn't going to stop her. You know, she, she just, uh, primarily because she was, took off her clothes and was in her bra and underwear. Um, and she saunters down to the water, and I'm kind of watching there from the beach, wondering how this was going to turn out. And she, she jumps right in, but not to the point where she's going to be taken for the undertow and then gets out. And then as soon as she gets out, this, you know, this beautiful image of this woman and of course, I, I'm I'm a complete uh, a sissy myself when it comes. To, I used to even surf, but I'm just not when it comes to big surf. I get really nervous. But there was this moment of of that she just got in the water, and like I had to stand, like I had to get in the water too. I'm not some kind of pussy. Like I'm gonna go in there too. Like I'm gonna do this also. So I I, uh, I, I take off my clothes and I'm, I'm in my underwear and I kind of saunter on down and to prove to her that that um that I'm a real man like I can do this too she can do this I can do this right way this isn't a brazilian thing this this is like you know I'm american I got this and I uh I jump into the water and um as soon as I jumped in this huge wave kind of hits me and I had these loose ass kind of boxers on at the time and it literally my boxers were just like ripped off me um and, and it was kind of shocking for me at first. I'm like, holy shit. And I turn around and then I'm like kind of stark naked and the, the water was cold as shit. Um, and uh, <laughs> an embarrassing moment. Um, but I got out of the water and, 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 and things were cool. And, and, um, and we um, decided to leave and we go. We went for a couple. Of the, the date was going well, so we went for a couple other drinks. I don't really have any jokes. I'm just telling stories today. I don't really give a shit. I haven't been on stage in quite some time. Um, but we go for drinks and 
after two more drinks, we're having a great time. We realize we have some friends in common, which even makes a little, a little bit deeper of a connection. And we're, we're leaving and she's like, hey, why don't I just come to the city and come to your pad or whatever, I can leave my car here. And, and at my age now, I'm at that age where I just don't, like, I'm, I'm still hesitant. I'm like, I don't, I, thank you. Um, how much did that give me, like 30 seconds? So I'm like, I'm hesitant to the point where I'm like, well, I don't quite know if I want to bring her back to my pad. For one thing, my pad is like a little one teeny bedroom, Pacific Heights, I don't wanna show my shit. And then it's it's the concept of we go back in my car, like what if this chick is completely, we just met and I like, I'm attracted, she's completely crazy. It's that point of like, what am I gonna do with this? You know, what am I gonna do at this point and, um, if I'm stuck there? So I compromised and I, I drove back to her house because that way if we have a good time, which was all the way in the East Bay, you know, at least I could, if things didn't go, well, I could escape. Like I could just cut out and go. And, um, and she drove home like she was fucking Senna. I mean, it was crazy. I was like, this chick is out of her mind. Just like, through the traffic, I lost her. Um, and then she kind of sent me directions and she shows up at her place and she's got like a bag of uh, like a nation's burger and some fries. I'm like, holy shit. She's got like fries and comes out in lingerie. Um, anyway, we're, I just went to Brazil with her for two weeks and got back like a, a month ago. That's a whole nother long story. Anyway, you guys have been great. Thanks. Jason Mack, everyone. I think Thank we were you. part of a therapy session. You kind of were. That's gonna yeah. be Thanks. happening later on the yeah. <laughs> I uh, I think you're a good storyteller. You know, I think obviously you didn't care like what you're doing. You're just you know kind of getting back into it. But if you like sped up the stories, yeah, it'd be there's great. a lot there. It's just yeah. But I know you're just trying to unpack it. Mm. But yeah, yeah, I could tell. And when I was seeing, I'm like, this guy might be good for a podcast. Mm. You know what I mean? You sound like you were doing like a podcast. It was cool. Mm. So, anyways, I enjoyed cool. it. You sounded like a pastor in the first in the first I minute. I was like, for some reason, that's where I was getting a reminiscence of him. Like, he sounds. It sounded like you were starting like a sermon to like a group of young adults. Uh. <laughs> and I was like, I was like kind of on board with it. I was like, I yeah, Pastor Jason, giving us the giving us. Oh, see now, now I get to see what you look like. That was another problem. Is that your hat? Yeah, I know. Your yeah, hat I covered up your eyes be, just because the lighting in this yeah. particular place. Yeah, put place. it backwards. So I, yeah. I never wear a hat usually, but I said tonight we're kind of. But yeah. That, now we get to see your pretty face and we get to connect with you. That made made a big difference because it was like a visor of blackness. Uh, and I was like, how do I connect with this guy? And his pants are off. I can't see his face. <laughs> but I still, I was also engaged in the story. Yeah, if that's what I just figured. I, I'm kind of working on some stuff. Um, and I don't want to do old material right now. I just feel like talking. So thanks for being yeah. here with me this evening. It's really felt good. Hell yeah, Ted, <laughs> Ted Talk. Yeah, yeah, when you're talking, I wouldn't even necessarily speed the story up even at all. I would, I would maybe even slow down at the end of each sentence just mm. so you can kind of let the audience pick up on your emotion a little bit more. Mm. And so they have like the same way like when you tell a joke, you got to give them a second to laugh when you, yeah. when you say like a statement. That's not necessarily every sentence, but like every statement. Yeah. There's like a punch. There's like a motion to it, and you're like, I just said something. Give them a second to feel that. Mm. And then move on, and then that kind of like carries you with them. Cool. Because I only saying that because I noticed it because you did it a couple times. Okay. But then half the time you didn't do it, so mm. then I kind of noticed the balance. Um, mm. But cool. yeah, you're a good storyteller. I think I was just trying to figure out what I want to talk about because I do have some jokes around her, but then one of them is that she popped up out of bed one time. And she was like literally in the middle of the night. She's like, "I'm not a hooker," and uh, 
it was kind of relieving, but then I had to, to, <laughs> s- to sneak out of bed and go around to the other side of the nightstand and, and take my money. Oh, that's so funny. Oh, that's good. That was a joke that I've had for a while, but there's a bunch of stuff, but I just, I just felt like talking. I uh, can relate to the thing looking small, the cold water. Yeah, I've skinny dipped before in pools. Well, it's that, and that cool. kind of, that, see, that part right there is the only part that I just kind of bullshitted. That's not oh, true. Okay. So I was kind of like, eh, what am I doing? I'm like, that eh, sounds so typical, though. It's very. Well, it's happened That's to me. Your, you got one person out of... Well, I mean, it's a concept. I didn't lose my shorts, but of course, as a man, you're always like, fuck, this water's cold, and you're getting it in your boxers, and you kind of want to like, you know, yeah. look the role, so... Yeah. I don't want to... Shrinkage, whatever. But that's just so standard. Everyone has that same kind of joke. Right, right, right. You know? All right, clap your hands together, everybody, for Jason Mack! Thanks, guys. Maybe your pubic hair gets really curly. I was thinking the other day how my pubic hair is like three years old. Like my pubic hair is older than some comedians have been doing comedy for. Like that's how long my pubes are. I like I haven't shaved in so long that they're like, I was thinking about that. I was like, my pubes are longer than, are older than some children that I nanny that I know. Like I've had this hair on my body longer than you've been alive. That's weird. This is really good weed, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> You're next comedian. So I mean, I'm off the rails. This is good stuff. Uh, thank you, Alex. It's very kind of you. Uh, Your next comedian. She's a funny lady. I was hanging out with her yesterday, and she's just a nice all-around lady. She's very funny. Put your hands together for Natalie Fauzi. Hello. You guys, my dad, uh, my dad was a scientist and a cunning linguist. An oxymoron. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, my dad had Alzheimer's, and even after he forgot my name, he could still say pussy in three languages. Yeah, my parents immigrated here from, uh, from Egypt. It was like growing up here, it was like Wonder Bread outside and pita bread inside. Yeah, I asked my dad when I was little, I said, Daddy, how come there's a Japanese town? A Chinese town, but no Arabic town. And he said, you think Arabs can agree on one block? I was like, you're right. They don't agree on anything. Actually, the only thing that Arabs agree on is that hummus is not an Israeli dish. That's about it. Yeah, Yeah, uh, hummus has been around since the ancient Egyptian pyramids. And Israel was born the same same year as Richard Simmons, 1948. Yeah. You know, Middle Eastern politics, I tend to stay away. It's like a hot falafel. It just never cools down. I mean, we had mixed religion in my family, so I was taught, you know, treat religion like a silent fart in a business meeting. It just doesn't exist if you want to get along. It just doesn't exist. But I do care about peace in the Middle East. I recently dated an Israeli guy. And when we agreed to have sex, I made him pull out. You guys remember when you lost your virginity? Yeah, just keep that to yourselves. You remember it, right? Time is just like virginity. It's like when it's gone, it's gone. There's just no do-overs. There are no do-overs. But you know, what's cool that comes with time is wisdom. Wisdom is really a good thing. But vanity, vanity's a real thing. Yeah. I was at the gym on the leg press machine when I discovered my first gray pubic hair. I cried my eyes out, you guys. I cried so hard. I just bought those short shorts and the color was running. I was so disappointed. Uh, but, you know, um, 
Yeah, vanity is a really, really tough thing. I mean, it's hard to see yourself get old. It's hard to see. Like one day over 40, you can see perfectly well. It's like perfect. And the very next day it hits you and you're asking a random stranger at the drugstore to read your Rx bottle. It's not until that kid's mom says, get your own reading glasses, when you realize, oh my God, that's it. My days of ordering a drink special off a drink menu in a dark bar are over. They're over. It's so sad. I, you know, I just was like, well, I don't have a kid, so I guess I have to buy, to buy some glasses. So I did buy those reading glasses, and now at a bar, I look like a cougar librarian in a push-up bra. I'm okay with it. I'm getting okay. I'm getting okay with it. But, you know, truthfully, it's hard to admit this, but, you know, what's really hard about uh, when it really hit me how bad my vision had actually gotten, you know, worse than just being in a dark bar, it hit me when I was, uh, it hit me when I was in a, uh, when I was in a well-lit bathroom, you guys taking care of uh, some, just some normal beauty, normal beauty problem. Uh, I realized I couldn't see my own nipple hair. Yeah. Uh, you know, this was a standard moment. I had my tit in one hand, my tweezers in another, and I looked down, and I'm like, oh, oh my, oh my God, oh, oh my God, when, when, did, when did this happen? I can't, can't even see that. I mean, basically bringing my tit as close to my face as I possibly can, I'm like, I feel like a porn star going in for that fake nipple lick. You guys know that? That thing's so gross. And anyway, and, and, and of course, I kept, I kept trying to get it in, in, in view, and I was just in disbelief. I'm like, when, when did this happen? I'm like, Natalie, if you'd only had babies, your tits would reach. And I realized, okay, I guess I'm going to have to use my glasses for this now, too. So I went, you know, I grabbed the glasses, you guys, and now my glasses are in hand, my tits and my glasses are on, my tits in one hand, my tweezers are another, and it's like basically musical chair argument between my tit, the tweezers, and the glasses now. It's like bringing up the tit, getting the glasses in motion. I have the tweezers in one hand, trying to get it all right, adjusting the glasses, adjusting the tit, grabbing the tweezers, and then I finally, I'm like, I can see it now, I can see it now. Try and grab the hair, and I can't pull back the tweezers because there's no room between the tweezers and the glasses. And I'm like, oh my God. I finally just did this by feel, you guys. I did this by feel. I, I was just like, I did some serious damage too. I really did. And I thought to myself, Natalie, thank God you didn't get those sailing implants in 1986. I mean, you would be saline dripping right now. It would be so bad. And what am I going to do? Like, am I going to post this on TaskRabbit? I mean, just like, I can't ask a boyfriend to do it. And if I post it on TaskRabbit, it'd be like, oh, so like we'd have a biweekly nipple hair plucking party at Natalie's house. So it's like, well, listen, you know, I thought about it. I'm like, you know, I need my own eyebrow lady. I mean, she's not coming. She, she's, I don't do nipples. I don't do nipples, she said. <laughs> And I mean, anybody who's really going to come over to pluck over, pluck my uh, nipple hair is probably trying to pluck something else. Uh, but, uh, you know, so I think I voted against that. I guess I'm going to have to let them grow, stuff my tits in a push-up bra, and look for a blind man that likes cats. I missed a piece at the beginning, so the callback's missing. Uh, but, you know, it really, the real problem, you guys, it's mirrors. Mirrors are the problem. Mirrors, like as you get older, mirrors are the enemy. Mirrors should come with a mental health warning. Like, use at your own risk. May exasperate, exasp, exasp, I say the word. May make a midlife, may bring on a midlife crisis. They may bring on a midlife crisis. Uh, you know, mirrors, mirrors are not, mirrors are a man-made invention. 
They're, they, they're, Mother Nature made lakes so you could see yourself in low res. Right? Like Mother Nature, Mother Nature is trying to protect us. She doesn't want us to focus on who we, you know, the, the gift wrap. She wants us to focus on who we are inside. Yeah. Mirrors and declining vision. Declining vision. I'm sorry, I'm screaming. Declining vision is a gift, you guys. You, it's not a coincidence that you lose your body, you, you lose your beauty with your vision. That is a gift. That is Mother Nature's original Instagram filter. It's how old people can still fuck each other. Thank you very much. I'm Natalie Fauzi. So you did 651. Okay. So you're so you're right there. Three places. But you're right there at seven minutes. I mean, you're right there. That's good. I missed like two whole lines on the. I'm trying to get get something under seven minutes. I think I gotta cut it. Cut out the Arab stuff. You've still got. You've, you've still got time on there. there. I mean, you were still, you were at like, you had 10 seconds left, so you're fine. I wouldn't worry too much. Yeah, I don't know. You do need, you need to get, you start cooking at the end. The beginning doesn't cook, and I don't know why. Maybe with the pussy joke, can you actually say the three words that are pussy that he can say? Like make up some weird funny things and have an accent at the top, because you'll get a laugh out of that harder maybe. Yeah. I'm actually debating on whether I should cut out all the Middle Eastern stuff, period. You're just not getting a good response with it right now. I just feel like because I'm not talking about the fact that half my family is Jewish, blah, blah, blah. Everybody's going to think I'm a total Jew hater and I'm like some sort of racist because that's kind of the reaction I got in Oakland. Well, maybe bring up being Jewish, too. Uh, No, well, yeah, but then I don't have the time. I mean, I think the real, I only have seven minutes. The, so then the real funny part is the nipple hair, which I, for whatever reason, got really screwed, nervous doing here. Not nervous, but I didn't do, I didn't do it well. It wasn't smooth. Um, and it's a hard set to get smooth because it's all physical comedy and like trying to deal with the mic and everything has to be kind of, yeah. And I'd put, I'd it's put, hard to do in seven. I mean, it's, I, I've done the, the best time I've ever done the nipple hair thing. Sorry, I know I keep talking. Yeah. Is when I've had like thir- 20, 20 minutes on stage because by the time I get to nipple hair, you know, I'm at minimum 15 and I'm like super warm and everything's coming out natural. And seven minutes to get to grabbing your tit in front of 100 people is, is hard, but it's also some of my funniest stuff, you know? So it's, it's like I'm struggling with being like getting into my own groove in time to do it. Um, what about talking about like getting a flashlight out or something? What'd you say? When you getting like a flashlight out when you're getting the hair out. <laughs> like you got a flashlight in your mouth. Or... So embarrassing, man, that I couldn't I, see my own nipple hair. Kinda, it's a true story. That's dude. funny though. No, I, <laughs> dude, I go pimple hunting all the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? With the phone, use yeah. the light. Yeah, it's disgusting getting older. Yeah, it's totally I think disgusting. people can relate to that. Yeah, Plus that's what I'm hoping. you the guy's attention when you're grabbing your boob. You know yeah, I mean? right. Let's be honest, we're pigs. Yeah, I know. But it works. Thank you. So. Uh, if you there's one <laughs> but I mean, it's also like, it's partially, it's the most vulnerable set that I have. And I think just the vulnerability in itself is kind of funny because most people are like, would never admit to it or do it publicly. <laughs> the, the only other, I, I loved everything you did. Sorry, only are other, you leaving? I, I appreciate your feedback. The, Thank you so much. I'm sorry, I keep talking. I the only other tag I might add is Thanks. you mentioned Richard Simmons and it's so funny, but then you have the opportunity to either say something like him or do something like him. Be like, sweating to the oldies. You have like an opportunity uh, after you say, because yeah. there's even a break there. There's a natural break at the end of that, Richard Simmons, and then it gives you an opportunity that I think you're missing for an extra Richard Simmons laugh because it's so funny that that happens to be the year. 
It is, and he's quintessential and, Israel. And he's so like quintessential. He's, I mean, he's like I don't even know. He's genderless for me. I don't even know what he is. I should even call him. I, I kind of want to say he's a mascot or something. Yeah. <laughs> sure. The the same year as their mascot, Richard Simmons. Sweating to the oldies. I mean, their cheerleader. I could just call him their cheerleader. Sure. But I don't know that he politically was. I mean, it's a Probably very political. Not. I would yeah. just. I would just mention something about Richard Simmons and do a little poster act child. Out and but but just be if you're silly and you do like a silly thing like that, like how he is with that energy, that'll also engender the audience to you because they'll be like, look, she's being weird and vulnerable and like if you yeah. do some wacky, you know, like but Richard Simmons. I don't know what his other one. Sweat into the oldies seven. Sweat into the oldies seven. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, Capital, you have things to say? Um, that was funny. I forgot it. Um, have okay. So you said your boobs weren't long enough, but you've been doing that joke so long. Have they gotten longer? No. Like have you? Have you? Because you're rough with them. I feel bad. Sometimes. No, no. I've got a big bra thick on. Actually, what's so funny is that I've lost a lot of weight, and my boobs are really tiny. And I did this set like recently, and I was like, oh my god, there's nothing to grab. <laughs> uh, no, I. Uh, uh, the whole joke is about. So, like I said, when I do a long set and I really build my story, it's I regret not. I wish I wanted. I wish I had kids. So, you know, it's okay. also calls back on the fact that, of course, these are all parts that I cut out of my sex. I can't yeah. build this whole beautiful story. Like a lot of these jokes are intricate because it's like I build on five other things. And that's how I love to write comedy. But when you try and get me into seven minutes, which I understand I want, I need to do, but I just I lose a lot of the, the beauty in some of the lines. But the reason why that's so funny is because I'm sitting there like, fuck you, Natalie, you should have had kids. See, this is this is how you this is how, this is why you can't even do this now. See, so that's the beauty of it, because I'm always coming down on me because I missed out on that. I don't even But you don't get that right. You I, I no, see that you didn't get that at all. You can't no, get the not. beauty, but you can get the funny in it because I still like yeah, it's still a good. That's story. right. It, the, and then it's just making fun and of I women who had babies. I really like right? the premise about you like losing your eyesight and about. <laughs> And I love when you flip that into being a blessing, too. That yeah. was really funny. Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Thanks. You guys are really supportive. I'm really nervous about this set, so. <laughs> Since you have, like, you do like, a lot of material to cover in a short period of time. Yeah. So but I'm taking, like, all the best lines, right? The best laughs and put it, stringing them together without all the stuff in the middle. Yeah, so are you suggesting I should cut it off? Uh, cut it out? I don't even mention that, but yeah. Right. So I wasn't planning to do the silent fart thing, but I thought the silent fart was joke is pretty funny. Uh, it's like we just treated religion like a silent fart because you just it happens, but you don't talk about it. <laughs> uh, and that's how we all get along. But but I didn't mention the Palestinian Jewish thing because it was time. Do you think I should just cut the whole Arab thing out? I, well, that pull-out joke is so great, though. The pull-out joke is really funny. I have to hear everything. I'm so tired right now. Anyway, hmm. you did come off political. You said something about being a crazy racist. I didn't get that, but you that's did good. Of, it did come off political. Like I don't like in what way? Just like oh, uh, like you're not a fan of Israel at all. <laughs> like yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, I am an Arab. <laughs> I am Egyptian. Like, I mean, that's the whole point. But, 
Yeah. But you I gotta mean, speak your truth and do your thing. Like, yeah, I, I mean, I mean, the thing I is, is that for whatever places, reason, you know? that is like the most unpopular position to have here. But I hear a lot of other comics come out with other political stances where they make it very clear they don't like, we don't like Trump, like, and that's okay. But this is for whatever reason. I, I just worry that I get penalized for it. But in reality, I'm so removed from all of that. It's just a really funny joke. <laughs> what? It's just the, 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 the stance on that particular topic. I think it's one of those jokes where one to two people are going to be really upset and everybody else is going to be like, oh, that's really funny. But you know what's funny? It's like, those people are upset. Yeah. And this is all being recorded, which is also uncomfortable. But literally half my family is Jewish and all of my cousins are like through marriage are Jews. We all love each other. They would laugh their asses off at that hummus joke and they would laugh their asses off at the pullout joke. Cause like we all, we're all like family. We don't, we don't care. You know, that's a political thing. It's not a, it's not an us thing, you know? And so it's, it's, I don't find it offensive. I find it clever, but that's it. But I said that the only thing that Arabs can, Arabs never agree on anything, right? That's why they have all these wars. So that's a joke. So I'm making fun of my own people, right? So we never agree on anything except for one thing is that hummus is not Israel is not Israeli. And, 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 you know, I know, I know Jewish friends who would say the same thing. Like, how come they're calling this an Israeli dish? It's like Israel was around way later than Hamas. It's just, it's actually a pretty truthful, funny joke. And it's not, it's kind of harmless. It's about food. And then you end it with, but then you end it with Richard Simmons. Over time now, so. And then you, and then you end it with Richard Simmons. And so I think. The Richard Simmons thing, yeah. And so I think that by, at the end of that, doing something silly and fun and a little itty bitty act out at the end of Richard Simmons, it sort of, it makes you. M- more about hey definitely mention that you've from a hash, half jewish family there's you, it's a line just stick it in there yeah, yeah okay I anyway come from it's arabs a lot and for jews. seven minutes and so i'm but i come like from arabs and jews i mean it's that simple i'm half arabic i'm half jewish and the rest of my joke mm-hmm. <laughs> you like that right yeah okay uh, we are probably way over no, no, the time on, the, on our station for people listening i'm sorry I don't no no it was counsel- great. it's getting counseling from everybody no not only that's great i'm glad that you got to run it and i'm glad we got to talk about it and this was a perfect anybody want to write me an workshop. email and tell me what they think from whoever's listening uh you can find me on facebook or Instagram. <laughs> Natalie Fauzi with a Z. Uh, thank you so much, Thank you. Much, everybody you guys. Natalie Fauzi. Yay. That's the end of Joke Workshop. Thanks for joining us tonight. It was April Fool's, but um, we had a great show, and I'm really happy with everybody. So I got so and I'm going to go get some food. Thank you for the weed. It was so good. And uh, I'll talk to you guys next on Wednesday High Noon, the AltaCast, where LaToya, Sheriff, Truth, and I bring you the news with a socialist bent. Hashtag fake news. <laughs> we, just, we just talk about what's going on. It's fun. And at uh, 2 o'clock, some call me Tim. I have Josh Mesa on, comedian Josh Mesa. He's going to come in here and talk about what he believes in, whether that be God, gods, cats, aliens, conspiracy theories, whatever. It's going to be fun. And then on Friday... Be here at 6 o'clock for happy hour. Open mic. I don't remember who's guest hosting. And also, Pamtastic's 8 o'clock, but I don't know. I don't remember who's on that show yet either. 
<laughs> Somebody, people, funny people. Uh, stay tuned for Moonday Night Show here at Mutiny Radio 8 to 10. The ladies will be live at 8.20, but they've got a playlist that I'll be playing from 8 until they get here. That's with Meredith Slaughter and Joanna Bateman. And uh, Saturday nights, always tune in to Watch and Learn with Capital Pilcro or check out all of our podcasts at mutinyradio.fm. Please, please, please join our Instagram if you've gone this far down the podcast hole. It's uh, Mutiny Radio SF. That's it. Follow us and uh, yay. Okay, bye. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Asiento, take a seat at Asiento on 21st and Bryant. Meet friends for a drink, have delicious tapas and a relaxed community atmosphere. Asiento honestly is a wonderful place. They have incredible bartenders and board games all over the walls. Trivia on Mondays, Taco Tuesdays, First Wednesday live jazz, live DJs Thursday, parties. The food is darn good. Special happy hour prices all night long with your Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival ticket March 1st through 5th. Check out the schedule at www.asientosf.com. Come take a seat. I had a date there and it did not go well. But it wasn't the fault of the place. They're very nice. Asiento. For a burger, Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Venice. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Everybody should listen 
to Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Welcome, Bender's Bar and Grill, located at 806 South Van Ness in the Mission District of San Francisco. Your favorite bar with awesome bartenders, rotating local art, and a killer back patio. It's a great place to hang out and play one of their two pool tables or old school pinball machine with a tasty adult beverage. Live music every Saturday for only $5, Bender's brings you face-melting metal and rock and roll. The last Friday of the month, Punk Rock and Schlock delivers super fun karaoke with Aileen. Come on, what's not to like? They even have counter-offer inside, frying up the tots with sexy hot burgers for your face. Open every day at 2 p.m. Their happy hour goes till 7 p.m. Bender's is proud to be a sponsor of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival because they're an awesome community asset to the dirtbags who keep art alive in the mission. Bender's Bar and Grill. Hi, welcome to My Limited View. I am your host, Sergio Novoa. And I'm your co-host, Vanessa Wilkins. Join us every Tuesday from 12 to 2 at mutinyradio.fm as we share stories, our personal stories. And struggles and challenges. And we'll also have guests come in and share their stories. And hopefully through all this, we can expand our view. Or your view. Yes, and there'll be plenty of dick jokes, so don't worry. It's not always going to be heavy. Yeah, I might even share black hair tips. Black hair tips. Don't know anything about it. Sorry. (laughs) All on my limited view. Yes, every Tuesday from 12 to 2. Oh, you can can also find us on Apple Podcasts. Oh, yeah, and Google Play. And Stitcher. iTunes. Oh, you already said that. TuneIn Radio. Uh, Stitcher, you said that. Spotify. Oh, my God, there's just so many. And Overcast. Um, yes, you can also find us on social media, M as in Mary, L as in Larry, P as in Peter, podcast, MOV podcast is our handle. Until next time, I hope you're enjoying your view. Yes. Bye. Bye. That kind of sucked balls. Good evening there, my friends, here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have 
a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh, shit. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's joke workshop. Joke Workshop? Hello, and welcome to Moonday Night School, a podcast 